You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. It seems every day in the news there is another story about vaping, whether it's more dangers or more lung injuries related or sadly even some deaths. So we are going to talk today on the podcast about what Purdue is doing and the research they're doing up there. And to help walk me through that is Dr. Deb Sperner from Purdue University. Deb, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. Before we get started into the vaping, I always like to let my listeners get to know a little bit about the interviewee. So tell us a little bit about you and your role at Purdue. Okay. I am a board-certified pediatric nurse practitioner, and I am a clinical assistant professor. I teach pediatrics in the undergraduate and graduate programs. And I really, my focus for 30 years in pediatrics has really been on injury prevention and health promotion. Okay. All right. So let's talk about your new project, this publication from Purdue Extension, talking about uh, the dangers and the research done behind uh, vaping and what your message is you're trying to get out. I worked on this publication with my colleague, Dr. Aza Ahmed, and also an undergraduate honors student named Kelly Stevenson. And we worked on this or wanted to bring attention to the dangers of vaping. We presented at a conference uh, about a year ago, and we had standing room only for the presentation. And then we had probably at least 20 to 30 minutes of questions and people coming up to us after the presentation. And we realized from that that there was a real need for education out in our community, especially out in the rural areas of Indiana and Purdue Extension, because they do reach out to 92 counties here in our state. Um, it was one way to really get the word out about vaping and the dangers. Yeah, the numbers are staggering, and we can get into those here anytime during the podcast. Um, what are some of these side effects that you're seeing from the research you've done, or what you've, you know, what you've learned? Well, we do know that um, there have been a number of lung injuries. I think we're up to over 2,000 lung injuries now, reported lung injuries. There might be more than that out. They're still investigating. And we have a growing number of deaths related to vaping. Uh, some people will say that the deaths are related to um, people that actually vape THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana. Mm -hmm. And CDC does say that some of those deaths have been related to that. But I really throw up a word of caution because there are individuals who have died or have severe lung injury that did not use or vape THC that use the standard vape products. Yeah. yeah, the numbers I saw, the last numbers I saw, uh, at least 60 deaths in the, this country with 2,700 plus confirmed lung injuries. And then in our state alone here in Indiana, uh, at least 62 confirmed cases of lung injuries with at least five deaths. When you see those numbers, after you've started getting interested in this topic, what does that say to you when you see those numbers? I mean, it's staggering, and I do take students um, to the children's hospitals, and I work with them. So we have taken care of uh, patients that do have these lung injuries, and it's it's alarming. Honestly, we have a new generation addicted to nicotine, and most teens, middle school, and high school students don't realize that these products contain nicotine. Yeah. Talk about uh, who's at risk when vaping's being done. 
Well, it it's really the person vaping, of course, is at risk for a lung injury um, because the brain is still developing until age 25. It can affect their brain or the growth of the brain, and we know that affects the um, the way the brain, like impulse control. So most teenagers do not recognize the negative health effects of e-cigarettes or even recognize that they contain nicotine. Most teens believe that vaping is safe. And what would you say to them? I mean, that's that's scary because a lot of people, I think, have this misconception that it's not smoking a cigarette, so it's 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 safer or it's not dangerous. But that's not the case, correct? Right, correct. <laughs> so the liquid that is actually in the pods, it when it heats up and it delivers the nicotine, it makes it even more addictive. And there are chemicals in that liquid that are harmful. We know that there are chemicals like heavy metals. We know that there's a chemical called diacetyl. And that has been known to cause popcorn lung, something mm-hmm. referred to as popcorn lung. Um, and that is something that doesn't get better it's causes permanent damage yeah and we see this like you even kind of mentioned already it's becoming even a bigger trend with younger kids and we just did a big uh, story last week on fox and cbs about the dangers of teen vaping and how they're hiding them in schools and just the numbers were unbelievable watching that report and what they do to hide them and some just doing it right there in the middle of everybody not caring that's alarming isn't it right um it's, it's honestly, it's unbelievable. Uh, you probably know teens love YouTube. <laughs> so if you go to YouTube and you look up, how do I hide my vape? There are hundreds really of uh, videos out there showing yeah. teens how to hide them. And when I looked myself, I could see that some of them have between 400 to 800,000 views. Uh, so that, that alone, you know, they're getting information that way. Um, but ways that they tell me Teachers in the classroom tell me they're hiding them in um, the sleeve of their shirt. Like it's so easy to hide because it's Mm -hmm. so small. Or girls that have leggings and have a little pocket Mm -hmm. inside the leggings, they can tuck it in there, tuck it down in their sock, um, tuck it in the string area for their hoodie. Mm -hmm. And I've also had teachers tell me that there's another thing now where they're getting nicotine where it comes in a stick and it looks like they have a toothpick or that they have a little pack and they're chewing wow. it that way in, yeah, wow. they're putting it in their mouth yeah. and chewing crazy, it that way. Yeah, the other crazy one I heard was like they're making them even look like USBs. And like, yeah. so you think it's maybe for their computer, but it's really a vape. That's, right. That, that's the most popular type, uh, Jewel. It, it's very small. It looks mm-hmm. very high tech. And I mean, they hide them. You'd be surprised if you looked on YouTube, you'd be surprised of all the places where they hide them and how they hide them from their parents. I think parents also need to know that they actually share them. Wow. So that's another thing. So you might not find it at home in their room because they're sharing with somebody else at school. What are you teaching the nursing students about this? Yeah. So we follow American Academy of Pediatrics. They have a guideline for screening. But what I am telling our uh, students to do when we normally typically screen for tobacco use is to ask specifically about vaping. And if you say vaping, a lot of 12-year-olds, middle school students don't kind of understand that. But if you ask jeweling, like, do you jewel or do you, then they'll say yes. Because they don't see that. They don't see it as smoking and they don't see it as using a tobacco Hmm. product. Wow. And then... um Talk about, 
you know, you obviously have done a lot of research and know a lot about this. Tell me what was kind of behind you becoming interested in, in researching this. Well, um, my friend, Dr. Aza Ahmed, and I, we both have uh, teenage kids and college-age kids. And when my daughter uh, went off to the East Coast for um, college, she came back at fall break for as a freshman. And I talked to her about, you know, how much partying is there and that kind of thing. And she told me everyone jewels. And I said, what? What mm-hmm. are you talking about? And I, w- I really didn't know what she was talking about. And then we had a discussion about it, and that's when I started an investigation, like started looking for answers. My friend and colleague, Aza Ahmed, her son received Jewel for his 16th birthday as a present from one of his friends. Wow. And so we both we, we started talking about it and um, decided that we would do some presentations and put some education out there. Gotcha. And yeah, we've talked about how dangerous this is and how alarming these numbers are. Let's talk about the reverse side of that. If people are wanting to quit or looking for a way out, talk about some of the resources that are out there to help those individuals. Right. Well, we do know that text messaging programs are very effective, and that's been proven through research, multiple studies. So um, we really tell um, teens to do the 1-800-QUIT-NOW because they can sign up for a text messaging program. They can also have a quit coach. So that's somebody that can really walk them through the whole program and help them to quit and to stay quit. Um, the other thing is something called smokefree.gov, which is another resource. It's online. There are apps also. They have an app that goes along with it. Again, they can ha- uh, sign up for text messaging and um, have a coach that can help them. The other thing that the Indiana State Department of Health just announced in the last probably week or two, they um, have a program. It's called This Is Quitting. And you can sign up for that by texting Indiana to 88709. Okay. You know, we, you, you put this research out here, the you know, State Department of Health and the CDC keeps putting these numbers out there t- telling people how dangerous this is. And like we mentioned at the top, a lot of news stories about this. Do you see the vaping trend just getting worse? Or do you think people are starting to realize this is just as dangerous as smoking cigarettes? And do you see hope for a change in the right direction? Well, the college students that I talk to in, in different classes that I teach, when I do talk about tobacco and talk about addiction, um, a lot of them are telling me that my, I, I quit, I stopped, I gave somebody else my jewel. Or um, So I'm hoping that the number or incidence of the lung injury, the word is out, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that people are starting to quit. There are others, though, that are really addicted, and it's very hard to quit cold turkey. And most people need help. They try to quit a number of times and can't, and so they really need help to quit. So I'm hoping that the numbers will go down. I mean, it's Indiana, we have one of the highest rates in the country of smoking here, and we have a new generation addicted, really, to nicotine, so we really have to work on helping our youth quit vaping. And you mentioned the youth. Um, one more thing on that. What's your message to parents? Because I know I've seen a lot of these stories too, where the people who make these vapes even make them like candy flavor, cotton candy or bubble gum to try to appeal to the kids, making them think, oh, this isn't a big deal, but it is. So what, what would be your message to parents to watch out for? Right. That's one of the things that makes it even more addictive is the flavors. Um, so one thing is 
the federal government has raised the age to 21 to be able to buy vape products, and they have outlawed all of the flavors except for menthol and the tobacco flavor. However, if you go to a vape store, you can mix your own flavors. Mm -hmm. So there they have all the liquids of every flavor, and it's every kind of gummy bear and cotton candy and chocolate, all mango, Mm -hmm. all the flavors that kids love. Scary, that's for sure. Uh, Deb, as we wrap up, anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't ask? Um, The other thing I want to tell parents would be to know that their teen can buy it online. And that's one way that's very easy for them to um, gain access. So all it involves is checking a little box saying, I certify that I'm 21 years of age, Mm -hmm. and then they can proceed on to check out. So I I really hope that we could ban the sale of this type of product online. Wow. Yep. I agree with you there. Um, Deb, I appreciate your time. And um, this is definitely an important topic and should keep the conversation going. Good job with the research up there. Uh, Thanks for joining the podcast. Okay. Thank you for having me. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.